0: The wheel weaves as the wheel wills.
1: I'm Benita Robledo. And I'm Tiffany Moon, And this is the One Power Channeling Hour, where we talk all things Wheel of Time. To the One Power Channeling Hour, we are doing a reread uh, this week. We're going over chapter eleven through thirteen, which are the best chapters in the book. <laughs> they're they're setup chapters. They're like I enjoyed reading the chapters, but like in the context of like oh we're gonna like talk about them, I'm like mm, kind of lame. Like I don't really have a whole lot to say. It's a lot of setup.
0: A lot of setup, but um, as somebody who's reading through for the second time, uh, a lot of really cool connections being made that I definitely missed going reading through yeah. it the first time. Yeah,
1: no, it's very, um, it's really, it's really fun. I guess for me, it's like, there's so much setup and I'm like so excited for the payoff. I'm like, oh yeah, let's meet Lanfear. Oh, Lanfear, Lanfear, watch. <laughs> um fear she... watch 2020. Exactly. She'd like, or 2022. I don't know what year. Know. <laughs> Who even knows? Guys, I'm pretending COVID never happened. We're
0: still back in 2020. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> um Yeah, because, like, when you're reading, the, aside, so, uh, so aside, like, and when you're going through this book the first time, aside from hearing Land fear's name yeah. in the, like, prophecy that's read from the wall you really have no idea what she means or that um, or who she is or like what she's going to be to the story. And I definitely didn't pick up on it, obviously based on our last episode that she was like (laughs) already around and like meddling with things, Um, which is interesting. But like, yeah, but those, those are when we get to the chapters, you know, picking up like several several references to her in uh, in these chapters from yeah. the characters. And so. it's like,
1: and, and once you know, you're like, oh, he's totally, like, beating you over the head with this, right? When they refer yeah. to, like, her
0: eyes like moons.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're like, get it? She's the daughter of the night. Get it? Get it? <laughs> Which is really
1: fun, like, once you know. Yeah. Um, it's really fun to be like, I know what that means. Um, yeah. I, you know, and I was super excited last week. I was like, oh, I can't wait for these chapters. But it's because I thought uh, from stone to stone, we were actually going to be like, I thought we were going to be like in the world of the portal stones, like a little further on. Like, I thought mm-hmm. we were going to get to like the stuff that happens a little later. Um, so that's why I was really excited.
0: Well, we spent a little time there and we'll get to spend more time very Barely. soon. I know, I'm very excited. Yes. Yeah.
1: But we actually have news this week.
0: Yeah. Do you start us off? I guess. So, sure. Like, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, sure. Yes. Okay. So, um, Actually, like, kind of a lot of news this week. Well, at least I won't say some of it's not news. It's news to us because we haven't been paying attention (laughs) as much as some of you other wonderful Wheel of Time series news watchers are, so um so we're not claiming to be any sort of cutting-edge news here we just like to talk about things as we find out about them and so, and sometimes we find out about them late <laughs> pretty late as it turns out so but this part this this little news tidbit is new it just came out in the um last day or two so according to several news outlets the amazon show reachers viewership has now superseded that of wheel of time so i'm just sharing that our wheel of time series has been surpassed um by whatever this reacher show is which i do not watch and know nothing about yeah okay so um i guess my next favorite piece of news is of course the confirmed casting of elias for season two (gasps) really yes oh who is it so actor gary beadle so Gary Beadle was known to have been cast, but nobody knew what his role was. And apparently it had been it's now been discovered who he's playing because he updated his resume. On like... oh, wait, that's really funny. <laughs> yeah. And apparently there were some like tweets between him and somebody else involved with the show that involved some like wolf heads. But he's a British actor with lots and lots of credits. I don't think I've seen any of the shows that he's been in, but I'm so amped that they're bringing this character in. Um, yeah, Eliza's cool. Yeah, there's been some... I've heard some other people talking um, and speculating that maybe they will combine Elias with Huron. What? I'm, uh, or combine Elias with Hopper. What? These are just speculations. None of this has been confirmed I mean, no, no, or talked no, 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 no. about by the showrunners at all. Um, but as far as we know, I don't think there's anybody who's been cast in the role of Huron. Um, I also heard some other speculation that maybe... Huron would be combined with uno which also is a possibility like could make sense if you're gonna combine some characters but, but we
1: already saw uno
0: we did already see uno so, oh, we know so it's he's gonna, gonna be in like, the show so yeah. it would just be like uno also has this sniffer ability yeah i guess i oh. mean he's already a tracker so maybe like it's not that far of a stretch like if you okay. need to cut one of those characters and um i look by the time i'm just gonna say i love Huron in this book but by the time I brought him back around in the series, I had totally forgotten who he was. And so it <laughs> ran, just so everybody remembers. <laughs> but I was like, who is this guy? And I like, had completely forgotten this story. So um, Uno is obviously more important to the story. I would also argue Elias is more important to the story than Huron. Um, so it wouldn't be the worst worst news in the world if they're trying to like combine characters if either of those combinations happen.
1: yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, no. I I agree. I mean, I kind of Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like Kieran. Uh, but I of But, I, but a great I agree. Character. But I agree. He does kind of like Yeah. He's also a little like too like I don't know what the word I'm looking for. Like I want him to have a little bit more of a backbone than he has, I
0: guess. Huron? Yeah, yeah. At least he's like so a far. little.
1: He's like a little. He's like a little
0: wet noodle at this point. Oh yeah, completely. Um, but it's fine. But, but yeah. aside from Huron, yay Elias. And <gasps> yes. apparently, um, oh right, we were Rafe. talking about Elias. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> we don't know if Huron is in the, is in the next series, but at least we now know Elias is, and it'll be nice to see Perrin get some guidance on his wolf stuff yeah um so i guess at some point and i don't know when this came up exactly rafe said somewhere that oh two of his favorite l characters show up in this el so maybe it's elias and elaine Oh. which makes sense but i still i'm starting to come around on the idea that maybe elida will be a character and maybe it'll be really yeah i think because okay um, Elida is like to combine Elida with a dark friend is, I think, doing the story's disservice. So maybe where they'll combine sure. characters will be Leandrin and Alviarin. Oh,
1: okay, okay. I mean, because Elida's the- is so
0: important, as like a like a a character who is a fuck up, but not a black yes exactly Aja.
1: yeah I mean I don't know I don't I kind of don't put anything past the show yeah to like you know what I mean like I don't think they like it wouldn't surprise me if they would be like that doesn't matter um, but I, that would be interesting to combine Alviaren and uh, Leandrin
0: yeah, I think I would like yeah. that combination a lot better than Leandra and Elida. Agreed, but, I would too. Um, but we'll see what happens. Maybe all three will be in. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe all three will be one. So <laughs> um, so we still don't know who Natasha O'Keefe is playing, right? So do you think... She's
1: got to be Lanphier.
0: You think she's Lamphere? I think she's Lanphier. Okay, all right. I okay, was going to say Lamphere or Elida, if Elida exists.
1: I think she looks too young to be Elida. Really? I don't think she looks very young, though. No? I yes. I don't
0: think so. Well, maybe I think she, she has the Aes Sedai
1: ageless quality. Yes,
0: exactly. Um, well, she definitely has, she definitely looks older than our heroes, right? That's true, but I think uh, Lanfear is. Yes, absolutely. Right. Mm, yes, yes, definitely Lanfear is older than them, too. Um so moving on to other speculations so we missed this one entirely because this news apparently has been out for a while but avienda has been cast we're just figuring this out um it's still not confirmed who is playing her but apparently Reef said back in november that avienda had been cast and um wow, back, back in, in november
1: yeah we really missed that we one. don't pay
0: attention <laughs> um <laughs> And then back in August, there was uh, announced that a Danish actor named Sally Soleil, and I'm probably not pronouncing that right, um, who's another, like, pretty much a newcomer, doesn't have very many credits, like all of our other main cast members, um, that she had been cast. And that was announced back in August, but it was not said what role she's playing. And I have seen people speculating that she's the one playing Avienda, and by looking at her, i believe it. Yeah. Yeah, what do you think?
1: Uh, I could see that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. She's she's got the look. Yeah, but also, you know, it could just be a red herring because there's so many freaking Sedai probably in this season that like all these yeah. like unnamed women or un, you know, women who have been said they're cast but not announced who they're playing are probably all playing Sedai. But yeah, one was, of them is playing Avienda, unless it's somebody that has not been announced as being casted at all, which is also a possibility. Well, I think the
1: I I think I think you did hit on an interesting point that like all of our main characters are pretty fresh faces, and so the fact that she is also a fresh face sort of says to me that she's likely to be one of the main characters. Like all of the other actors, I feel like all the other characters those actors seem to have to be a bit more seasoned
0: yeah i mean there's some other like random ones that i seem in like a list that you're like okay these people don't seem that experienced but they also don't feel very avienda but anyway so that's that's exciting news and, and uh, we are going to talk in a little bit about the interview that rafe did with empire um empire's spoilers podcast uh that we listened to that's been out a while also but not that long. We might It might not have come out long. between the time we recorded our last episode and this one. Yeah. Uh, well, at least we found out about it. Um, so we'll probably talk a little bit more about it, the interview. But in that interview, he does say we'll be seeing more of the IEL than you may suspect. And it's been announced that they're going next week to be shooting in, or maybe this week, um, the week that we're in right now. But I think uh, filming's either this week or next week in Morocco. Hmm. And they're going to uh, a city that's known as one of the gateways to the Sahara. Oh, it's called Warsat, and I definitely listened to the pronunciation guide and probably did not get that right <laughs> then. So, Wars, uh, A lot of productions have filmed there. Um, this is this information is from uh, as a website called uh, WOTseries.com dot com. If anyone's looking for it. Um, they say that numerous productions have filmed there, including Gladiator, The Mummy, Game of Thrones. Um, oh. the, the area is uh, home to uh, various incredible locations, such as the Fortress Kasbah Torit, no, UNESCO World Heritage Site, uh, and and the the sahara desert so specifically they've said that they're going to also be filming at cla studios in that city which is um, a big backlot space but also has three pre-built sets that can be used one is a massive jerusalem set that was built for kingdom of heaven mm. um that's surrounded by land with plentiful room for battle scenes oh uh, a kasbah, which is a fortress with buildings arranged around a central square and a galley Famously used for scenes in Ben Hur. Huh. So that's where they're filming right now. Interesting. In the desert.
1: Well, you know, he did say in that interview um, that, you know, they're kind of bringing the Il story forward in the book series and, you know, kind of front loading it a little bit more the way they did with the Aes and Tarvalan because they're such an important part of the canon, right? They're such an important part of like the overall story. Um, that they don't want to like wait to get to them and that is a decision i applaud them on i actually really yeah, like that one.
0: definitely and i think it totally makes sense if um if we're gonna end up seeing tear and what happens at the stone of tear in mm-hmm. this season which is very possible given that they've said we're getting books two and three yeah the aiel are there so why wouldn't we see them back in their home like figuring out that they have to go do that yeah yeah
1: i agree um before we get any deeper into that interview, though, is there any more news? Uh, so,
0: yeah. I think that's it. I think that's it. All right,
1: that's that's a good bit of news.
0: Avienda, the...
1: so excited. Although she's someone that I find slightly annoying as well. Really? What she's so say. cool, but her like complete her like, I will not be in love with this man. I can't like. She's also just, like, a bit, like, naive, where you're like, all right, just calm down. Yeah. Like, I get but it. I
0: mean, look, every female character that's written in the series is a bit like that, <laughs> you know. They have one, they're, they're just one trick things, you know. Sure.
1: While simultaneously being, like, very complex. Yeah, but he doesn't know how to write their personalities. That's true. Um, But okay, I'm glad she's, I'm glad. I like, I like her even though she's like so complicated, I'm just like you love Rand. Get over it. It's fine. Anyway, very excited about that. Let's talk about the interview.
0: Okay, cool. So I also want to give just a little <laughs> shout out. Just as long as we're giving away like how we listen, how we find this information. Uh, I also listened to a couple of recent episodes of another podcast called Taco Riyadh, which uh, I know I've, I've mentioned them before on this. I tend to completely disagree with most of their opinions on stuff, but they are a very reliable (laughs) news source. So I definitely highly recommend, you know, give them a listen to, because we're definitely um, getting some of our info from them.
1: Cool. Okay. So overall thoughts and feelings. You know, I like to do the broad view. (sighs) I I like it. Oh, she
0: just rolled her eyes. (laughs) Oh. Just, it's just, like, the I mean, the interview definitely felt like um, parts of it really made me angry. And Ooh. I'm sure you can imagine which part made me feel, like, pretty angry. Wait,
1: which part made you angry?
0: Just the whole part about, like, the naive and uh, Egwene at the end of, Oh, my God, that like, made me so mad. Right? I like, well, uh, explain what he said. Explain what he said for those who uh, haven't okay. listened. Okay. So basically what he said was that they put in enough clues that should have everybody should have known that Nynaeve was not dead and uh, whoops, I guess a little bad on them that nobody actually picked that up but they make sure that they clear it up in this next season. Plus also originally Egwene was supposed to heal her using her wisdom skills but somehow that wasn't uh, they weren't able to do that during COVID for some reason although they can still lie on top of each other and be very close like what? could they possibly have been doing with wisdom skills that we're not going to be able to do in COVID? Maybe it was like mouth-to-mouth, like
1: CPR.
0: (laughs) Here's the thing, though. Like, that stuff is still allowed in COVID. I I mean, I know film and television COVID protocols very well. And, like, I can't imagine anything. If, If one of them had tested positive, they should have shut down the entire set. Right. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. Um, otherwise, I mean, people were, like, kissing and stuff, weren't they, in those episodes? No, oh, yeah. Not. But mouth to mouth doesn't know. really seem like a wisdom thing. But you still did a huge disservice. Ah, See, the, the, yeah. I'm almost not as angry about, like, Nynaeve seeming dead and then coming back to life. I'm more angry about the fact that, like, Egwene just laying on top of her has, like, a little trickle of the power coming out. And that's somehow enough to just, like, heal her with no thought or, or yeah. care at all.
1: What what really bothered me was that he was like, everyone was wrong. I was like, yeah. no, like that's your, that's on you. Yeah. Like, then that was then you you're didn't do a t- your bad
0: job. storyteller. You didn't if do you your job. thought you <laughs> yeah. did things some way, and yeah. everybody's like, no, it didn't look like that at all. How are we supposed to trust you if you're just yeah. like, well, we we put stuff in there that you should have known what we were doing. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm sorry. Bad.
1: Yeah, it did feel like a pretty, like, softball interview. Like, not softball. What's what's it called? What's it called? <laughs> <laughs> it's not softball. That's a game. I don't know. It's a little, like, it's well, a Well, I mean, soft... like, the opposite of hardball, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Definitely not softball. A little soft soft pitch i don't know like a puff piece i, yeah. I don't know <laughs> I don't it was know. a very it was a fluffy. Yeah. like we're just all here to be friends
0: well that's the problem i have with like most of the commentary like yeah. about this show is it's just none of it is critical
1: well that's that's my problem with these types of interviews anyway like i don't like, I don't ever watch this stuff. It's like watching a PR junket, right? Like, there are just things that you are kind of coached to say. And, like, both sides are, are, are playing the game, right? Like, both sides are trying to convey a very specific message where it's like, oh, they're going to reveal all. It's like, no, they're not. It has been totally vetted what will and won't be said. Like, I can guarantee you the PR people have sat down with him and been very, very explicit about oh, yeah. what can and can't be said so like in general these interviews i always think are really stupid but um one thing that i did find really interesting that he said was that uh amazon gave him what was it a 250 page oh, oh no no yeah, yeah gave him gave him something uh gave him a list of 250 things that were going to have to be changed for the show yeah
0: I thought that was that very interesting i wonder what per- they were is, like they got from some book fans somewhere oh yeah (laughs) Yeah. i wonder where they like did that or how they did that
1: right well because they had he said there were three buckets there were people who were fans of the books and had read them multiple times or had at least finished it maybe and then the second bucket was people who had dropped off somewhere in the middle and then people who had only read the first book and not continued on i mean that i think that's like I think that's, like, kind of an interesting technique, but it's also, um, what's that saying? It's like, uh, like, when you build a horse, wow, I'm just coming up with, like, all (laughs) all the wrong sayings today, but it's like, you're building a camel, right? It's like a horse, a camel is a horse that was built by a committee, right? It's like sometimes when you try and get too much input, you end up screwing up the whole thing.
0: No. What? That was hysterical. (laughs) I have no idea how this podcast is going to turn out with all this, like, me disconnecting every five seconds. Yeah.
1: Wait, wait. Uh, I I can go back and say that if you want.
0: what What did you?
1: Yeah. So I was saying, like, I think that's a really, I think that's, so they had, they had, like, three buckets of people that they interviewed, I guess, for like to come up with the show. And it was like people who were fans of the books and had read them all the way through, people who had dropped off somewhere around the middle of the series and then people who had only read the first book and not continued on. So, I guess that's how they got this information.
0: Yeah, it's um I would have been like, "Cool. Thanks. Toss it out." And maybe yeah. he wasn't allowed to do that, but um, yeah, I don't it, know. It seems skeptical, and it also seems just like, I'm going to put this out there so everybody knows if you don't like it, it's not my fault. It's not my you fault. You know?
1: It did feel, uh, yeah, it just, it. Uh, mm, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'm sure listening to the interview, my experience was very colored by the fact that, like, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, don't be smug. Which, like, I don't know, maybe if you liked the series, you would think that he was... <sighs> being appropriately congratulatory
0: but i'm just like no you should be ashamed (laughs) yeah it's i mean mm, yeah part of me wants to have empathy for his position but part of me just thinks that they really should have tried like done a better search of who should make this show yeah
1: i i would love to know how they landed on him
0: yeah yeah but it is a lot of pressure. It's a big, yeah. I think it's, like, his first show he's been a showrunner on. Or maybe, like, he's just, I don't know. I can't remember. But, I think it's his first. Yeah. And that's a big job for a big series. And, and um, a very
1: tough series to adopt. Like, yeah. I definitely have empathy for him as a creator. It's really hard. Like, this would be a really, really hard series to adopt. Like, I I get it, right? Yeah. Um, but I don't think that that absolves him of critique. Like it's a really well, big yeah. job and I have empathy, but like also you
0: didn't do a good job. Totally. And I'm just I'm really tired of like if you like if you have any critique it's like, Well, you don't understand how hard it is to make the T V Right. And it's like, Okay, well Well
1: actually first of all I do. Yeah. And
0: Second also of all. like um you know, lots of better TV shows have been made, so I know right. it's possible.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I know that. Um, I mean, it was interesting to see here, like how much of, you know, the my see now I'm like forgetting like which interview is which. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It just feels like a lot of making excuses. It does. And you know. us.
1: but apparently the show did well so I, I don't know i talked to a friend of mine who um watched the show uh because i'd been talking about it and she just told me that she was like it was fine she's like i didn't think it was like wonderful but i also didn't hate it like it was fine and she, you know she's somebody who has like zero history with the books. And I was like, Oh, okay, that's interesting. I was like, it well, makes zero sense if you know the books. But yeah. well
0: I okay. mean like we said like from the get go, it feels cheap. It does not feel like prestige yeah. television. It does not no. feel like epic in any way. It just it feels like kind of small. Yeah. Prestige television. This is not prestigious for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, has Lord of the Rings started?
0: No, no. Okay. Um, I'll be
1: interested to see how I think how it's in
0: the fall. That goes. Oh, that was the other thing that I thought was interesting. So I, apparently February is not set in stone. It's just oh. going to premiere like after Lord of the Rings and nobody said like when exactly that will be.
1: Oh my God.
0: So, so extra.
1: Keeping everything secret. Just give us a fucking premiere date. Fine. Oh, one thing that I did think that was, another thing I thought that was interesting that he said was that there's going to be, stuff for us to watch before mm-hmm. the show mm-hmm. airs again. Yeah. What do you think that's going to be? Maybe some more of those animations? I hope so, because those were good. <laughs> <laughs> I um, actually liked
0: those. Yeah. I don't know. I really, you know, I think that the show, if he had like two more episodes a season, I think maybe like we'd be talking about a whole different Yeah, thing, You know, like, yeah. it needs some, like, some of the stuff just needs some some like the pacing's just off yeah. yeah the pacing's just off throughout the whole season and i think yeah. like having an extra episode or two would really help that yeah i mean also
1: i'm gonna say it again for like the millionth time they could also not spend
0: time on characters that aren't don't matter at all in the fucking books or less time like i overall liked them including any story but it didn't need to be an and you know two whole yep. episodes essentially yep. yeah um yeah that fifth episode is really where i think we kind of yeah diverged a little bit too much and and some of that time should have been allotted for yeah. other things agreed well, we've talked about that a lot and you we probably have. are tired of hearing us talk about it over and um, over again
1: i did i'm trying to think if there's anything else from the interview that stuck out to me oh i thought it was i did not know he uh is a member of the lgbtqia oh, QIA I didn't know that yeah. community and so he you know I, I how we talked about like it was very important to him to like have that representation and i thought that was interesting i thought that was cool um
0: yeah i'm just gonna say rafe if you're one of our like five listeners (laughs) we are going to hold you to a high standard but we're still hoping that you pull it out for season two i do i do i'm very very excited um to get the ideal yes very excited
1: love them love them they're probably
0: my favorite peoples in the whole book series they're pretty cool like so um, Who's the one I really like? And then he gets such an awful ending. Rourke. Oh. I love It makes so. me so angry still. <laughs> Look, just spoiler alert. I am not a huge fan of how they ended this whole book series. Aww. And it really sucked to get to the end of like 14,000 pages and be like, what? No. Oh, I loved it. So Robert Jordan, I would also hold you to a high standard. But
1: I not. loved the end of the series. Ugh.
0: Okay. Well, we'll get there. Maybe we'll get one there eventually.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there in like two years. Um, all right. I think I think that pretty much uh, does the news. Yeah. That's all the news that's fit to hear. Okay. Should we go on to our kind of lame chapters? Yeah. They're not lame. I shouldn't. They're call not them that
0: lame. No. <laughs> I all mean, right. you know. Or whatever. Let me let me pull up my highlights. <laughs> I'm so glad you don't actually highlight in your book. I don't have books.
1: One day I will. One day, I should just send you some. I have like three copies of each of them Oh my god, you're hysterical. <laughs> I have problems. Okay, so we start chapter eleven, glimmers of the pattern, and Ooh. it's the uh, serpent and wheel symbol. All right. We're with the Shinarians and for the first time ever, Ingdar calls a halt to the march while the sun is still up high. Rand figures what they saw in the last village has gotten to him. As Rand is dismounting, he hears Uno complain about the woman he saw behind the curtains and that he saw her at the fairy too. Rand is like, what the fairy, but how? Which makes him think about what he saw in the room. What was that? Is he going crazy already? Inktar snaps him out of his daze, only half dismounted, to give him an even bigger shock. If Inktar falls, Rand is second in command. The lances will follow him. Rand rightly thinks he's crazy, because he is only a farmer. But all the lances know. He's second, and he will do what must be done. Rand smells Moraine all over this, even though it was Agomar who gave the order. Then Inktar hands him a bundle for Moraine, and the worn with the warning that this bundle could save his life one day rand takes the bundle into the woods not wanting to any anyone to see whatever marine has given him smart move because it turns out that it's the dragon banner as he's got it unfurled perrin and matt find him of course this leads matt to take this as further proof that rand really does think he's a lord Rand explains that Moraine gave it to him and he doesn't want any of this. He doesn't want to be a false dragon and can they just be friends? He was just being a jerk before on purpose. Matt is super confused, but Perrin puts it together that Rand could only be used as a false dragon if he can channel. Matt immediately takes back his friendship and says he hopes Rand can understand, but like everything is different now and Rand might kill him all. So yeah, he's going to go far away. Perrin is more understanding that there are things you can't run away from, but he still leaves Rand alone and frightened. They are terrible friends. <laughs> They're terrible friends. Oh, Rand, they are. Rand goes back to camp and settles down to sleep next to loyal Huron and a half-buried column covered in markings. As he drifts off to sleep, he wraps himself in the void and feels an uneasy glow just out of sight. We switch over to Patton point of view. We see just how far he's been corrupted. The dark friends are scared of him. The Trollocs are scared of him. And he fucking loved killing the Merdral. Yikes. The villagers are slowing them down. So he tells the Trollocs to kill them all. They can feed, but put whatever's left in a pile and put the heads on top. He lays the dagger on top of the horn to keep anyone from stealing it and goes to sleep. He feels Rand disappear, but he knows Rand always comes back. This time, Rand will come to him.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty good chapter. It's obviously a lot of setup, but we get a lot of of um, information that we need to know. Like, great, the Uno part where he's like, I saw that lady again, Mm. and we just hear it like in passing. And uh, I didn't pick up anything weird about that the first time through, but I certainly did this time. And um, look, you know, I'm interested in asking you a question. Love questions. So is there anything in our world that would equate with the idea of a man being able to channel? <sighs> like something so terrifying that you might want to just peace out on your friend.
1: Um. The, ugh, ugh. the first thing that comes to mind, I don't think is a fair comparison because there's no like positive side to it
0: Mm.
1: but the first thing I thought it was like if your friend is like a pedophile you'd be like yeah no sorry I just nope yeah Um, but there's no redeeming thing to that you know what I mean there's no there's no positive side to that where it's like the dragon is necessary
0: to save the world um but yeah. I guess the point i'm trying to make is for these boys who are his friends there's no positive side to a man channeling that they've ever mm. heard including there being a dragon reborn that's still terrifying right okay yeah 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 okay so even though i do think that matt and Perrin are terrible friends most of the time <laughs> the i feel terrible like... friends to each other <laughs> I feel like um, we can offer them a little bit of empathy, just knowing that maybe you know it might be equivalent to like you find out your friend is a pedophile. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, fair, fair. I'll give you that. That that's fair. I'm, I am judging them from the point of view that like, it's there th- that like he can't help it, and it's it there's it's important, right? Um, true, and it's but, not like immediately but they don't gross, like
0: being a pedophile. So, yeah, but you
1: do think that you're gonna like end the world. Mm,
0: yeah. I think you're right.
1: I, 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 you're right. I should give them. I should give them more empathy.
0: Eh, I mean, maybe not, but I just wanted to like <laughs> explore that for a second. Um, and uh, what was I gonna say?
1: Uh,
0: something else.
1: Why I, why does Moraine send him with the banner? Because, I mean, like, I get it, but, but, but here's my thing. Like, but we also don't want everyone to see it. Like, I don't know. Put a few more, like, barriers or, like, hide it a little better. Just, like, here's a fucking bundle with the dragon I banner. Know.
0: Well, I guess that's, like, part of the, like, you know, the simplicity of the world in a way, like... I mean, real dangerous. Now that you think about, like, ingtar has been carrying that thing around like the whole oh, time. Yeah, you know I mean? right. <laughs> um, but Ingtar's, I guess, like, ingtar has got to know. No, I mean, he. Well, he's got to know the three, but he probably doesn't. They never tell the Dark Friends like why they are looking for the three. Mm. Right? Uh... They're not like you're looking for the Dragon Reborn. I don't think they ever say that. I don't think they want people to know that really. Mm. They're just like, you need to find these three. They're very important to us. I don't really remember, so sure. I'll agree with you. <laughs> um I think maybe she's just relying on everybody's honor and just was like, nobody's gonna like open something from an and <laughs> They're true. not bailed Domen, you know. Right, right, right. No, that's true. I said well, that's fucking scary. You're not gonna You're not gonna but, Yeah, I guess she's like you know, it's just her little, like, reminder. Like, Rand, I said you could go off on your own, but don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're the dragon reborn.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. Also, wait, I have a question. Why do Matt and parents stumble upon him? Like, this just feels very... What Do you think they were looking
0: for him? Probably. Yeah. Well, I don't old. know. They all just want to, like, go off. Oh, I think this is, like... So this is, like... You know, so you can see the difference between how, like, Loyal reacts to the situation. Or, no, is he there? Mm-mm. Loyal's not there. Never mind. Mm-mm. Not... But... But he does...
1: It's later. It's it's in uh, chapter 13.
0: Yeah. But he, does, he still doesn't... Anyway. So, um... But it's just, like, it's it's their immaturity also, right? Like, they don't know how to, like, deal with, like, big issues that they've never had to think about before. Yeah. So I do wonder. Um, so one of the things that Rafe said in that interview that we didn't talk about is that, like, that he said, like, Rand was very immature in book two, and, like, mm-hmm. he didn't want to, like, have that. So I just wonder, like, how the characters are going to end up all reacting um, now that they're more mature. Mature? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're more mature, but I don't think that necessarily makes them more emotionally mature.
0: They seem pretty emotionally mature in this show so far. Yeah, I guess so. I think that's the whole reason, like, why they matured them. Mm. <laughs> so that they would, like, have this, like, emotional maturity, which kind of, like, you know, makes it a lot harder, I would say, on the showrunners to, like, show an arc for all of them. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. But, um, but yeah, it's just, like, this is very, like, just this, like, constant refrain of Rand throughout this book so far. I will not be used. And you're just like, shut up. And, yeah, uh,
1: but here's where I think we can extend a little empathy, too. No empathy! Yes! No. Because Because, look, I also think it's kind of annoying in the moment. But, like, I mean have you ever been in a situation I mean we're getting real personal but like I've been in a situation where I feel where I've been pushed into something I don't want to do by somebody in power and it's deeply upsetting yeah that's true and to feel like you're doing you're being forced to do something on a scale where you are like you become the most powerful person in the world Meanwhile, like yeah. you're just fucking terrified that you're going to kill people around you that you love. Like okay. to be used. That feeling of being used, right? Like that's a that's a truly terrible feeling.
0: Okay, that's fair.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we both convinced each other of the opposite points of needing empathy
0: yes so we're gonna have empathy for our characters here um (laughs) and we'll see how it goes but the show shows us where everybody ends up in the next season do you think that parent's gonna be the only one who goes um is that something that was in this interview too or i can't remember where i heard this from but that matt is gonna be on his like book three journey he's not even gonna go after the horn and then i don't um, you told me that but i don't know where you heard it because that wasn't in the Rafe interview interesting
1: well, maybe I made it up. <laughs> hey guys, if we uh didn't say this enough before, we are not reliable news sources.
0: We just like to I talk think about the book. Because they're that way they don't have to get, like get him wherever the rest of them are now in Faldara since he's all the way in Tarvalon and then yeah. he can just kind of like do all his like book three Tarvalon stuff.
1: Yeah, which I'm like I don't even really remember what happened I don't really remember like it all but he gets healed and he's like there
0: with them and I don't know we'll see when we get there we'll (laughs) see when we get there um so he's not gonna be on the journey for the horn and do you think Rand's gonna go he has to right he has to yeah I mean who knows who knows we say that but who knows
1: um I do going back to this chapter uh
0: Man, I've got nothing else to say about our guys. Yeah, we can move on to Pond and Fane. Yeah, I was gonna say, do you have any highlights? I I just I just highlighted the the thing about Elthor doing his vanishing trick, which I thought was really interesting. That like he go when he goes into the void, Pond and Fane doesn't um, feel him anymore. So that's weird. Yeah, that's like that's... a that's like a whole another level of void. Yeah
1: i get i wonder yeah. why like yeah. why does he like what is it about that that disappears yeah that makes him disappear
0: yeah so i thought that was really interesting um obviously fiend's a real jerk for killing all those uh villagers a real come jerk. on dude <laughs> but we know that we know that's our our most irredeemable character of the yeah. series probably
1: Ugh. and again just like super dark like just put everything into a pile and put the Ugh. heads on
0: top. just like,
1: Jesus.
0: Yeah. But, oh, I also thought it was interesting that, like, they weren't just trying to, like, throw them off their track, that, like, really it was like a battle of wills if they were going to go to Shia or oh, where yeah. um, Pot and Fane wants to go. Yeah. So, yeah. why do you think Pot and Fane wants to meet Rand on Tome and Head? Because that obviously has more to do with him being more Death than it does with him... Being, um, working for the dark one. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we'll get to that later. We often ask these questions and then suddenly our author tells us why. <laughs> it's amazing how books work.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. I, I um, yeah, no, nope, got nothing. Yeah. No, no, no. Fame. All right. Well, we'll see. You're a baddie. You're a real baddie. All right, moving on to chapter 12, Woven in the Pattern, and the symbol is the Flame of Tarvalon. We're back with Egwene and Faldara as the Aesadai prepare to leave. She overhears that someone took a shot at the Amerlin, but the Amerlin isn't staying for the person to be caught. Their mission is just as urgent as the mission for the Horn. The Amaryllin notices Egwene and Naive and feels their strength and is intrigued. But what will kindle their sparks, she asks. Egwene feels like a tool being considered by a craftsman. Then the Emerlin is like, I'm over it, let's go, and the whole group rides out. On the journey, Maureen pretty much ignores them, as well as like basically everybody else ignores them, except at night when they get lessons on channeling. The first is Varen. She says it's important for Egwene to have lessons because she keeps charging ahead, and if she doesn't learn how to control it, she'll end up hurting herself or someone else. And Nynaeve should take lessons, too, even though she's managed to not die already. At first, Nynaeve doesn't want to take lessons. But when Varen mentions that novices aren't allowed to question and have to do chores, Nynaeve is like, fine, I'll learn, I guess. Varen takes them through exercises, with Egwene managing a slight breeze. When it's Nynaeve's turn, she sets some blankets on fire because she's pissed, of course. Every night after that, they're visited by a different Aes Sedai. Alviarin, who's cold, Alana, who talked about the world and men as much as she taught them, and Leandrin, who was a total biatch and asked about the three boys. Egwene starts to dream about Rand, but one night the dream feels different, more real. She sees a man with a mask and flames for eyes. He seems surprised to see her. Then she sees a woman standing over Rand, her face is in shadow, but her eyes shine like the moon. Suddenly, both she and Rand are gone. Rand is in terrible danger. She can just feel it in her bones. The next morning, she's so troubled, she decides she has to tell Moraine. They're in Maedo, about to board ships that will take them to Tarvalon, so everything is in chaos. She can't find Moraine anywhere, so she stops Anaya for help. Anaya says Moraine left two days ago, with Leandrin right on her heels, and Varen right after that. Varen didn't even take her water. Crazy. Mm -hmm. Oh, and Nynaeve was already shoved onto a boat, so Egwene, Egwene better get going. Egwene is so worried about Rand, though, she figures she has to tell someone about her dream, so she tells Anaya. Anaya briefly wonders if she's a dreamer, and what a blow to the Reds that would be, but quickly dismisses it, saying Egwene is just missing Rand. Anaya walks off, upbraiding a laborer, and Egwene promises that if Rand
0: gets himself killed, she'll skin him alive yeah fun chapter um interesting that it took us all the way back to the like timeline before we went on our journey with um uh, the guys to get the horn and then took us back Uh you know it was a pretty big time jump he did in those couple (laughs) you know in that one chapter but um but thought it was done well um I loved that like Varen immediately had Nynaeve's number. <laughs> like yeah. knew how to get her to um buy into the training. Oh, I also thought the little part where like Egwene, this is just a little thing that Egwene was like uh wondering what to do. Nobody had ever explained to her the protocol of meeting the Amberlin seat and then I was mm. like, Oh, but Land told Rand how to do it, you know. <laughs> so I thought that was cute. Um uh, and I totally forgot that Alviarin was with this group, right? This is the first time mm-hmm. that she's named. Um, there's always been, you know, the white sisters, but they never said who they were. So that's a lot of black sisters that were in Faldara. I'm just saying.
1: Yeah. It's interesting.
0: I wonder if they all, because they don't all know
1: each other. So I wonder who knew who. Like, did they know each other? Were they working in cahoots?
0: I think that they say later on in the books that you only know like two other. Right, right. Yeah, so I don't but know. Um, yeah. Maybe. Maybe Alvirn was the other one. who, Her and Leandrin were the ones that were at the prologue thing. Mm. Mm. Now that they're both uh, with our team. And I had forgotten about the I had forgotten about Egwene's dream here and how Anaya gets excited that she might be a dreamer. And I don't think she quite gives up on the like she still thinks she might be a dreamer, but um they'll talk about it later. Aww. Do you know what I find
1: what really struck me reading this about that section was like the first thing she thinks about is, oh, this'll be such a blow to the Reds. Yeah. Where it's like Wait, like, the world is more than Aes Sedai politics. Like, here, someone could be in real danger. And yeah, but
0: Naya doesn't know what's special about Rand. Yeah, but even still, right? Like, somebody's in danger. Eh. <laughs> it's probably just a dream, but it could not be. We know but it's not. It could not be.
1: But, like, I think it's um, I think it's just very telling of the Aes Sedai, right? Like, that they're just, they're so consumed with Aes Sedai politics and that the politics have kind of overshadowed the work they do in the world and i think that's you know that's that's one of the main issues and i think that's one of the reasons why the white tower has has been weakened over time right because they're just kind of like the tower is sort of feeding on itself mm, right yeah. like she's not thinking about what it could mean to have a dreamer again in terms of like what we could do with that on a larger scale or like you know she's not thinking about Egwene. she's not thinking about the like she's like mildly interested about the fact that she could be a dreamer but like she's excited about the fact that it would be a blow to the reds well
0: they need it they do need it the reds but are they... gathering power you see what happens this, this is true I just found that, I just found that very interesting.
1: I also really liked how, again, we have one of our main characters just learning information kind of secondhand, right? She just like happens to overhear that something happened with the You know, so they're still, they're still like, Little babies. Yeah, at this I point. Like, like, I love all important. that when we just
0: like hear a little bit and then they have a conversation and and then they walk away and we don't know what else happens. It's fun. Yeah. Also, like the little bit of that we got about Wilders. Mm, you know, just uh-huh. like knowing that they, um, that they probably have blocks because of yeah. what they've had to do to stay alive. So yeah. Um, that, and that was one also in four women
1: dies. Yeah. If they go on their own, that's that's. I mean, only
0: one in four women survives. Yeah. And I think I did highlight a section that would just was, um, Varen talking more about like that you actually might kill yourself if you try to wield mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. power than mm-hmm. you can. Yes. She does mention that. Yeah. Uh, so cool. I still think that there's no way Amelisa would have known how to make a circle, but no, you know, no. whatever. It's no. fine.
1: Um, uh, where do you think? Uh, where do you think the three I said I went? Where do you think Moraine went? Where do you think varon went?
0: And where do you think Leandrin went? Well, I think I know that Moraine went off to see the sisters, right? That's where she ends up going. Yeah. But who knows now? It's like, oh, where did she go to go follow Rand? Yeah. Maybe I don't remember why she goes to see the sisters she's looking for information I think about the dragon reborn but I can't remember mm, 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 mm. Yes. what it is precisely um, Leandrin who cares um, <laughs> she probably I don't uh, I'm not good at wheel of time geography because I um, because I have the books on my phone only basically like I can never see the map big enough to I like, kind of get like a real sense of it Um so I'm not sure like how close they are, but I'm wondering if she has to meet with somebody about the the Chan tra- trade that's going to happen or like, see, this is only like, I'm like, what would I think they were, where would I think they were going if um I didn't know what was happening, you know? Yeah. I would have no clue, I guess. I would just assume that they were all going to, I would assume that Leandrin was trying to follow Maureen to see what Maureen was doing. And that Varen yeah. also yeah. decided to like go do that. Yeah.
1: So apparently Yeah. No. Apparently we have no information where Leandrin went. I forgot I looked that up earlier. Oh really? Yeah. I feel we, like because we end up finding out where Varen goes and we end up finding out where Moraine goes, but we never find
0: out where Leandrin went. Well, I'm just gonna say that she went to to meet with an envoy from the Shan Chan to make that deal. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Yeah.
1: That's what I would guess. Yeah. But we don't have that
0: as part of, like, book it's now, canon. It's now canon. I've just made it canon. <laughs> we made it.
1: <laughs> um, also, I do love that, like, Nanny of Set's blankets on fire. Like, yeah. yes, it's annoying that she's angry all the time, but it also just shows how powerful she is. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like a spark. Like, she set that shit on fire. Yeah. Very impressive. And I love that they, like, they run around, like, trying to figure out, like, how to, how to, like, suppress the fire, how to, like, get the fire out. And then Varen's like, no, no, I got it. You just, you use the power. Guys.
0: <laughs> what did you think about Lannan and Nynaeve's fight? Wait, what fight? Like, oh, Gwen watches know. them, like, go fight in the woods. Oh, And oh, then she yeah, comes, yeah, like, yeah, storms yeah. back, and he's, like, yeah. watches the tent for a long time, and then leaves, oh, yeah, and yeah. they never
1: talk again. I mean, it feels very par for the course. Ugh,
0: those two. Those? Just get together already.
1: Yeah, but, like, you know those people. Yeah. Like, I know those couples. Or I've known, I've known that couple. Where you're just yeah. like, get, like, just, you don't need all this drama. Yeah. So, so as an, as annoying as they are, I think that is, I think that is absolutely accurate to a very specific couple. That I've seen play out okay we're all we're just we're learning empathy tonight (laughs) (laughs) oh goodness all right let's do our last little chapter last little chapter from stone to stone and it uh, the symbol is a portal stone when when rake whoa, whoa When Rand wakes up, everyone is gone except Loyal and Huron. To add to the weirdness, the small stone is now a giant column and everything has a washed out misty quality to it. Is this a dream? Is he crazy? No, because Loyal and Huron wake up and they see the same things. Where has everyone gone? Loyal realizes he knows what the stone is and he is not happy about it it's a portal stone. He doesn't know much about them, no one does, but it was believed that Aes used them during the Age of Legends to travel between alternate realities. The stones, however, are even older than that. He doesn't know how they work, but the fact that Aes used them means it must have something to do with the power. Huron is terrified and tells Rand that he must get them home, and if he can't, Rand at least has to tell Huron's wife how he died so, he can mour- so she can mourn properly. Rand is still sick of Huron calling him a lord but he realizes that Huron is looking to him to save them and he can't take that hope away. This must be what Lan meant when he said duty weighs on you like a mountain. Rand promises to get them back. Rand believes he must have channeled them there in his sleep as there was that weird light and the same weird light was there in the house with the flies. That must be the power. He puts his hand on the stone and reaches for that light. He only feels the filth of the taint though, and as he tries to force it, the void shatters into shards. He feels each one cut him. Loyal is like, what the fuck are you doing, Rand? The stone requires channeling. Rand gives him some bullshit about there must be another way, and good old sweet naive Loyal mostly believes him. (laughs) (laughs) Rand says he'll try the stone again in a few minutes. They all kind of stand around awkwardly until Huron says he can still smell the dark friends. It's faint like everything else here, but he can still follow the trail. Rand is secretly terrified to try channeling again, so he makes a call for them to follow the trail south.
0: The end. Yeah. So, um. So I have a question. Mm-hmm. So the light that he's seen around the void, is that like real Sidon, in or is that like manipulated by Landfear? um no i think that's real because he talks
1: about like that that's i believe pretty accurate to how he always talks
0: about it so what is this shattering into shards yeah the shattering i'm not sure about it seems like a very Landfear thing to do well what is she doing do you think and that's what i that's why i'm wondering if she's like kind of like I don't know what she's doing. Like, yeah.
1: I think, I don't know. I mean, I guess I sort of assumed that it was like she, I, I sort of assumed that like because he's trying to force it, that's why it shatters.
0: Yeah. I, it just was interesting to me that he made the connection of only seeing it when he was in the house and then like right before he teleports or uses hmm. the portal stone. So I thought maybe, like, because I know she's doing all of this to, like, push him to channel, right? Mm hmm. hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe. She must be doing something. It could really be, like, there, but she, you know, she's she was controlling. Doing yeah. She was controlling those visions in the house.
1: <gasps>
0: yeah. So, uh, What if she's, like, putting a
1: block on him? Does like, what he if she's a shield? Walk? He doesn't no. know how to do
0: it. Well, maybe <laughs> she shields him. Yeah, maybe. Maybe from there, because she doesn't want him to use the tele... Because she took him there, so she doesn't want him to, like, figure out how to do it. And, like...
1: Maybe. I, I, yeah, maybe she's... That... Yeah. The only thing that I could think of would be, like, maybe... Maybe she shields him, and that's why it
0: shatters. Yeah, just the way it's described. I, like, don't remember ever hearing anything like that described again. Hmm. Which doesn't mean that it doesn't happen, like, a million other times. <laughs> I just don't remember <laughs> it happening. Um, but, yeah, I thought this was, like... Um, I liked this little chapter, you know. It's obviously, like, a little chapter. Loyal is so cool and what an interesting group to get stuck into an alternate reality with um and was it just convenience that they ended up laying out on the portal stone and they just took advantage of it like they couldn't have planned that
1: yeah i mean i i whenever this stuff happens i just chalk it up to well he's to veron
0: good yeah I, I always forget about that aspect of it yeah. um they just the I matters. Mean, how, how could this, this happen? coincidence happen? Like <laughs> Oh, that's the whole point why he made up this concept of why these things right. would just happen. Right. It just it just happened. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Um but yeah, I loved being able to like connect it back to Egwene's dream and know yeah. what happened.
1: And we also realize that Balzaman, aka Shamael, still there. Still mm-hmm. watching.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm yes and uh surprised to see you there which i think is a very a yeah, cool moment very in, the, in the dream um i also really loved you know huron's little moment about his wife really tugged on my heartstrings and uh Aww. it shows it shows a maturing in brand to know that to know that he needs to step up in this moment and yeah uh, you know i think it's an important uh lesson that he learns right here
1: yeah i know i i agree Right, like it it stops being about you and what you want, and that's that's going to be a lesson that he continues to learn throughout the series, and you know he has to keep growing in that so that he can save the world.
0: Now I have to ask you. I've heard a lot of people speculating that we are not going to get portal stones in the TV series. So do you think they're just not going? They're just not going to do this whole thing, and we'll just meet Lanfear a different way. So I mean, yeah. I mean, why? Wait, why have you heard that? Why? Why is that rumor going around? I can't. I can't. I've just. I've just heard the rumor, like on a couple of different occasions, that people Mm. don't think it's going to happen, but maybe it will. I don't know. It came up. Remember when they, because they passed something that looks like a portal stone, and then people were talking about like, oh, that was probably just a little like Easter egg for book fans. Like they're not actually going to do that. I guess we don't know that. I mean, I don't think they've actually anybody has like come out and been like. We're not doing forest stones, everybody. Stop hoping.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't understand why they wouldn't. Yeah. It feels I because yeah, I don't I don't know how you get land fear and then I mean I guess I could just like fucking
0: make something up, but I'm really curious what's gonna be going on with moraine in this upcoming season. Since it's going to be such a big plot point that didn't occur anywhere in the yeah, books. Yeah, I don't know. It's going um, to be their whole big journey. Yeah, I don't, uh,
1: yeah, I don't know. Um, I did want to talk a little bit about portal stones, though. Oh, because yes. I went into my Wheel of Time companion. Because I was like, I feel like there's more about portal stones that I should know than I don't. So, one of the things that they talk about um, is that, so, let me just pull this up here. So, okay. So, the portal stones are reflections of this world and also worlds that could be. So, right, they could use the portal stones to travel between portals, like, from one portal stone to another in this um like, in this reality, or they could travel to, like, different realities. Um, and then they said that this, so, those weird creatures that they see, that the sentient use, have been brought through the portal stones
0: from alternate realities. Did you know that? Is that something that's mm, talked about? I don't know that it's talked about, but I definitely remember making the connection that the creature in the um. right yeah was the same as the ones the shantan had but i don't think they ever explained like why yeah i remember it i remember making that
1: connection but i never was like i just figured that in this alternate reality they were in this location not that location not that that's where they were brought from mm. and the other thing that I thought was interesting that I, I didn't know or didn't remember, said um, the Aes Sedai studied the worlds of the portal stones um, hold on, sorry they studied the worlds of the portal stones reflections of this world as a basis for growing the ways. The portal stones mm-hmm. came from an even earlier age Barron quoted a description of the portal stones the lines that join the worlds that might be laid by those who knew the numbers of chaos
0: by those who knew the numbers of chaos. Yeah. Right? So
1: intense. Um, But I didn't realize that they used it to grow...
0: They used it to study to grow the ways. Yeah, that totally makes sense. But yeah. um, But yeah, I didn't put that together. I didn't either. Oh,
1: one more thing I wanted to talk about with the Rafe interview. Mm -hmm. They asked about... Where did Swan and Moraine meet? Like, where was that space? Was it in Teleron oh, yeah. Rioid? And he said that she had a similar Tarangrial. And so that's they would use them to meet. And if you looked closely, it was like in her quarters, too, that was like a matching one. Right. It's fucking stupid.
0: It's just a stupid thing to exist. <laughs> sorry <laughs> this is <laughs> us
1: holding you to a standard again like again like i think just trying to be too clever like oh it's just it was just very hidden
0: No. Yeah. anyway anyway I didn't it, answer, just while like we were where are they about going traveling. or like what but yeah it's right. just stupid that they would introduce traveling that early when it's supposed to be like in very limited circumstances
1: right that people discover it later Yeah, I just, uh, while we were talking about traveling, I was like, oh, that reminded me. But anyway, I do sort of wish, I sort of wish that Portal Stones were a bigger part of the series in general. Yeah, they kind of just disappear after this book, right? Yeah. So I kind of, I would would sort of understand if they got rid of it just because of that. Because it's not like a... Like, they just kind of come and go. It's kind of like the Green Man, right? Like, you made this point the first season. On the first season, you were like, I love the Green Man, but also he's really weird. And he's, like, the only type of... He's, like, the only one of this kind of, like, weird fantastical creatures that exists. And this is another one that, to
0: me, is just sort of... Kind of... It just, like, doesn't really go anywhere. They definitely never use it again. He never uses it to, like, just get somewhere later on in the series. I... Don't think – I mean I don't want to say definitely because it's a lot of
1: books to remember, but I don't think so because then they de- then they everybody learns how to how to travel. And they learn how to use gateways. Right. Yeah. Good so point. it's like, why would you use portal stones? Then, then we don't need those. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm not gonna travel to some random location to get to a portal stone when like I'll just open a gateway right here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's weird, too. Like, they decided to make the ways in the Age of Legends if everybody could just, like, use gateways, too. <laughs> I don't well, know.
1: Well, because maybe you didn't need... Well, because in order to use the portal stones, you have to channel. But gateways you don't have to channel.
0: Not in the show! Yeah, well, so just stupid. Um, but, yeah, no, that makes sense. That that the um, the ways are really meant for people who don't channel yeah
1: yeah i don't know it's it portal stones are interesting but as much as much as i like the idea of portal stones i could totally i totally get why they would maybe lose them like i don't think it's like super important and it just also it, it brings in like this whole other question of like parallel universes and parallel realities right. and yeah. like, it's very complicated and philosophical for not a ton of payoff
0: right because they never like they're like here's this alternative reality where nobody is and then like yeah and, and then, then we're doesn't... never gonna talk about it again yeah. <laughs> okay the <I> end mean,
1: <laughs> personally i like it right like i like that part of the book i think it's interesting but like from like a television perspective i get it
0: yeah i think that um as they're looking to like trim, obviously getting rid of things that don't like sustain throughout. Yeah. It's a neat little journey they take in this book, but it's not gonna be the end of the world if they don't take it.
1: Yeah. But I will I will say that I think if that wasn't a portal stone, then it should have been a portal stone because it's a nice little nod. Yeah. Yeah. So those are our
0: chapters. Woo, that was we it. did it. They were kinda and sweet. Sure and sweet. This is our shortest episode ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. So, what are we doing next time then?
1: So, next time we're gonna do chapters fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen.
0: Mm, Wolf brother, <gasps> kin, Ooh. kinslayer, Ooh. and in the mirror of darkness. Ooh. Those were some fun titles, y'all.
1: No, they are. I like, I don't, hmm. usually I can remember what
0: the chapters are about, but I don't remember what the last one's about. Well, it's probably going to have something to do with our alternate reality. Maybe. Oh, well, duh. Yes. But maybe not. I don't know because I'm not there yet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, Feel free to hit us up on Instagram or send us an email at onepowerpodcast at gmail.com. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Till then, may you find water and shade.